Ready? Here we go. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind, drown out the noise, and see if this connected. And see if this connected. What's up, fam? The mission of this connected podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad. Thanks, Tony, for that intro again. You are welcome again. See how awkward that was? And it's awkward because we are actually not in our studio. We are at St. Catherine of Alexandria in Riverside. (laughs) Obviously, we are having a live audience there, Tony. And um, we are in their hall. And for two youth ministers like you and I, you who don't even have a church building yet, and me who belongs to a warehouse, our youth room was actually a garage, literally. Um, this is a blessing for us to be here present with all of you who are here and joining us in this uh, this podcast, um, talking about the real presence and and the whole thing with the importance of the Eucharist are three guests, three high school individuals who are representing representing. I think there's about 50 Mom. young people here from St. Catherine of Alexandria. So they're here to represent all of you regarding the questions that you guys um, gave that we are going to have conversations with. So, welcome. So, my name's Arnell. I go by Catholic.Dad, or as my young men call me, Big A, because I'm not going to say why. Um, <laughs> longtime uh, youth minister and host of the podcast. So, this is Tony. You're Tony. Hi, I'm Tony, also known as the Polo Wearing Youth Minister, but you guys already heard me. So, go for it. Because he wears a polo. Is it on? You might have to press the little bottom one. Um, no, is it on? Oh, the bottom one. I think I. No, you turn I think it on. I turned it off. When is I it on? It. I feel like we're on Zoom I again. Press <laughs> the, press the no, I think it's. I, th- I think it's on. Just speak into the clear. Is it on? Okay. Oh, it's on. <laughs> I'm Jacob. Hi, Jacob. Touch left. <laughs> In my ears, yeah. I'm Liz. Hi, Liz. Uh, I'm Thomas. Hi, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. What's up, Thomas? Liz and Jacob. Thomas, Liz, Jacob. I'll forget that in five seconds. And you're Tony. Okay. And I'm Arnell. So we're here, and did we get the questions? We did. And you know, the first question is, and it's so appropriate, why do I feel awkward? (laughs) Do you guys feel awkward? Like just in general? (laughs) I I don't know, but that in of itself makes it so awesome because it is awkward. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, awkward, awkward, a little, a little, little bit, a little, little bit. You guys awkward? You guys feel awkward? Feel cringed by this? Yeah, all right. Because this is a, a truly cringy podcast. We're <laughs> off to a great start. You know what's funny is, you know, the podcast actually started with one of these. I think I told a couple of you guys that our very first few episodes was um, 
lavalier mics on top of two chopsticks. And um, we would just have the chopstick and we would reach out like that. <laughs> so uh, we've gone a long way from chopsticks. Um, Are we just doing going into questions or? Yeah, so what we're gonna do, Tony gave a, a talk about the real present. And we're gonna try to do this synodally by listening to these questions that you guys wrote in your conversations. But we're also gonna share of why the podcast, and thank you by the way for inviting us here to this Lenten retreat, because we truly believe in our mission in doing this podcast and having conversations with young people like you is Eucharistic, that there is the presence of Christ within the things that we do. Now most of you um, probably, most likely, know what social media is. But the thing we talk about is how do you use your social media and how do you, how do you um, like what we ended up doing, this cringy podcast, is how do we share the faith with others? And I think that's what you guys were asked and the question is, what is, what, what did you ask? What? Why do we feel awkward? No, not that <laughs> one. Wait, the, uh, what if, the what if moment? The what if moment, <laughs> the what if. So that's what you guys talked about is the what if. Well, so. We're gonna go straight into questions because I feel awkward. Well, <laughs> my, my, my first question is: Did you guys have anything to answer based off the question? Did did you have any moment that came to your minds like, oh yeah, I remember that moment when I first realized like Jesus was truly present, or oh why we have to go to confession to a priest or whatever the thing is? But that moment does anything stick out to you? Of a moment where you're like, oh, I remember, I, I remember that moment. Uh, I realized why the church believes what it believes. Not specifically. I think, like, one time during catechism, one of the catechists said, um, said that the reason we have to, like, confess to the priest and not just to God, even though God knows everything and he's already seen what we've done, is because saying it to the priest is like really getting it off our chest because it for us kind of like saying it to God won't prove that we're truly sorry if he knows everything and he already knows what we did yeah you know it's really crazy about that also it really follows with uh, what we were talking about earlier which was the community building because when we sin we actually not only offend God through our sinful nature we actually sin against the community right because we're one body of Christ right one holy communion community um so the priest is the mediator between jesus right and then also the community as well because he's also man um yeah awesome did anyone else have maybe a question or or that what if moment it could be that too i mean it was not until like high school where I just kind of felt that I like really appreciated the Lord in the, in the sense like for any year before that I'd be like oh church oh this <laughs> like yeah I did my first reconciliation my first communion and everything but I was like okay just one and done I mean maybe not until high school was like really when I felt that connection mm -hmm. just everything just done amen I like that amen we have a, a card question. It oh. says, uh, why is faith so important to you personally? Um, I suppose take that as that's directed to me. Yeah, that yeah. question is directed to you. It said Arnell and Tony, but it's directed to you. 
Um, I mean, just for the purpose of not making it about me fully, uh, I'll give you the 30-second answer. And um, I feel like faith saves my life every single day. It's very easy to fall into desolation, like a global pandemic happening or any sort of, any sort of suffering. Or, you know, I had a friend that passed away um, due to heart failure, and he was only 24 you know, so life can happen, and life can happen really uh, fast, and there's ugliness to it. Um, but unlike an atheist, I can look at to God and say, I have someone that loves me, um, and I, I know that he cares for me, and that my faith is everything. Um, I, I feel like that's in brief, if that made sense, uh, why faith is so important to me, and well, that that goes to even the Eucharist itself, because the Eucharist is a healing sacrament. It's a saving sacrament. It's Christ present, truly, uh, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And we become living tabernacles with, with the, our human bodies become uh, holders of Christ. So, yeah, that's my short answer there. My, my thing is, why is faith important to me? Um, I, started, I started serving youth ministry. He takes care of me. That's why he's the producer. But... I started serving youth ministry because my daughters um, needed youth ministry. And, you know, when we learn about faith, and faith is one of the theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity. And one of the most important things that, that was to me is that understanding that faith is freely given. Like, God gives you this faith, this belief. Um, and in serving young people like you guys, I see that refreshing attitude of, wow, I, I, I do believe. And, you know, when, when Tony asked that, that what if moment, I call that that light bulb moment, when you see a young person like you guys, and, and that moment where, like, I get it. I really get it. You know, I have a hard time understanding it or even trying to believe it, but I get it. And I believe. You know, one of the things is when I receive the Eucharist, the thing that I always have to say prior to receiving is, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because there are those moments, right, when you, you're like, this is really hard to believe. But as my mom used to always say, I, I, I use my mom a lot because she's <laughs> a saint. You know. I only know that there's two women in heaven. That's Mother Mary and my mom because um, she's a saint. Because if she had to deal with me, if you knew me in my younger days, then you know why my mom's a saint. But I, I digress, don't I? You digress quite a bit. Quite a bit. But anyways, that whole thing of why it's important to me and seeing in you guys, it's refreshing to see you guys who are striving to believe and still working through that unbelief because it is difficult. But you take that one step every single time and that's faith we keep moving forward uh perfect segue is it yes perfect segue is i need my chopstick do you blind do you blindly follow everything the catholic church says or do uh, do um or do you challenge some of it um i i think it's always important to clarify when we talk about the idea of questioning our faith um, questioning is uh, 
the word question actually means to elicit information. I, we associate the word questioning to some sort of uh, ounce of disrespect, and of course in some contexts that is true, but um, just because we question our faith and we challenge it in regards to the human intellect, that doesn't necessarily mean that is a bad thing. Uh, in fact, the catechism would even say that faith seeks understanding. It is, um, and I quote, um, it's a human intellect and will cooperated with divine grace. So basically what that means is that it actively um, allows us to work with our intellect, right? That is our ability to reason and say what is right and what is wrong. We're encouraged to use that and questioning sometimes is to reason with that, right? But it's also with divine grace we're able to submit our will and our intellect through an act of faith, uh, which is a, a gift from God. Um, so the short answer to that is, uh, do, you, do you blindly follow it? I think uh, yes and no. I, I think there are some things that we can't fully understand, right? Um, but there are other things that we actively choose, you know? I'm gonna question this, I'm gonna seek out the reason why the church believes that. And more often than not, church has actually reasons why we believe what we believe. Um, so faith seeks understanding, I think it'd be a great idea for you to, um, it's the easiest Google search, letter C, 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 that stands for the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Letter C, 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 you Google that, and then a question about the faith, like, confession or something, reconciliation, and then the quotes will actually come up for you. Um, but Arnel, do you have something you wanted to add? Well, my mom used to call me travieso because <coughs> I ask questions about everything. You know, As a young person, I think it's important for us to always ask why. You know, when mom says, you do this, why? And I don't know about you guys, probably some of you guys are like that kid, just, well, why, well, why? And, and I think it's good in our faith to ask why because you're wanting that answer and that's what you ask your youth minister that's what you ask your priest that's what you ask the deacon that's what you ask your confirmation catechist why well why is this because there's a difference between following blind faith and says well this is what he said but i don't really understand it versus understanding it and that's why i believe it but i didn't understand that's why i asked why asking for clarification. This is what's the beautiful thing about your generation is that you're not afraid to ask why. And this is the bad thing about my generation is we just tell you to sit down, shut up, and listen. But, um, but we're not there. This is about you. So in order for you to actually take, I, I personally believe that in order for you to truly have a grasp, a strong grasp of your faith, is don't be afraid to ask why. Because you are, as Tony said, seeking knowledge of the faith because the, the, the Catholic Church is so rich in, in, in all of its teaching that you know the two years that you guys are taking confirmation you're not going to grasp it all but continue for the rest of your life asking why seeking those answers and for me that is true faith you know blind faith is like oh yeah I went to confirmation and all I did was sit there and just nod my head and that's blind faith so what we've do been that. doing this whole time. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've been just nodding. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Lance is like, please don't tell him to do that. It's like, ask questions. <laughs> I love that. I love people. I think everyone should ask that clarifying question, well, why? Mm -hmm. But, you know, ask those questions with gentleness. 
don't do one of these where I, I had one, one teen one time who just wanted just to ask why just to annoy me. No, just you really want to know. You really want to know, right? Because you, you want to be able to share that with your friends. So this is a question that I think we need to discuss because it always comes up. So this, this question, and we're going to have this conversation. It might take the rest of the night. Uh, do you think being gay is a sin? Now, what do you guys think? Let's have that conversation. Do you think being gay is a sin? They give it to Liz. I, d I don't have I don't have an answer like directly an for this because that's honestly that's between them and God. It's between them and God. It's a good conversation. That's a good answer. Um, you hear like a lot of different interpretations of this. Like as far as the Bible goes, like you hear it was a mis misinterpretation, like a mistranslation with the scripture mm -hmm. itself, and then you also see that a lot of like the commandments and stuff are based off of either your direct relationship with God or you're hurting or doing harm to another person and that's what's pulling you further away from God. But I feel like with homosexuality, it's just like you're not pulling yourself away from God because you're not hurting anyone else mm -hmm. and all the other commandments are like you're hurting somebody and that's what's taking you away from God. Yeah. Anybody else? Um, so in our like theology class we've had this like conversation come up multiple times just because people like to argue but I feel like well kind of like just the basis of the discussion is like is it your value of homosexuality or like your or is it like the actions you take upon it is what really makes it bad mm -hmm. I feel like if if you can interpret it that way then then it's the actions is what makes like homosexuality bad but not you yourself doing that or being that it's just it's just like a weird kind of thing to look at it yeah the, the the hard thing is we all know someone who's gay we have people in our own families who are gay and a lot of times it you know people in the catholic church are are looked at as oh man they're bigots or they're they're homophobic or they're haters and there might be you know there's there's those in every single church and every single person and the question there is is do you think being gay is a sin? And, and, um, and that's a whole conversation to have with, with our community. And, and this beautiful thing that Pope Francis is talking about with regards to listening, listening to the person. I think some of the things that, that remember when he was on that plane and they said, you know, it's like, do you think that that person, you know, someone's gay, is, is, uh, are, are they a sinner? And he said what? He said, who am I to judge? And all of a sudden, everyone says, well, no, Pope Francis said, see? It's not, right? Yeah. I feel like um, it's just the sense of that it's only God who can judge. Like uh, us as Catholic followers, we're not the ones that are meant to judge the people. That's all up to God. So like in the case of homosexuality, if, if they're not, if they're not like, in, in my eyes, if they're not forcing it upon me, then I don't have a problem with it, you know? They're, they're, still, they're still a human being at heart. So anybody, conversation. Like there's no one there. Oh, um, it's not that 
I'm trying to say anything about Pope Francis or anything, but usually when people ask how you're supposed to follow your faith and religion and stuff, they're asking because they don't want to further distance themselves from God. So when they're looking for an answer, I think it's best to really try your hardest to find one to give them because the answer, who am I to judge, at the end of the day is not like helping them with the rules, basically. Yeah, and I think when, when we look at that, when we look at Pope Francis, that he's not your typical pope that is very Eurocentric. He's a Latin American pr uh, um, pope. And when we know people in Latin America, and we know how, how certain things is, they're not very Eurocentric, so they, they speak in a different way. And so when, when we look at who am I to judge, uh, I think people really misread that. Um, because what we're looking at when this question, um, and it was asked in our last episode with, with Bishop, um, do you think being gay is a sin? And I think he gave such an amazing um, response to that. Um, because the question there was not just simply, do you think being gay is a sin? The follow-up question to that was, do you think gay people can go to communion, right? So, so when that question came up to Bishop, I was like, do you think people who are gay can receive communion? The response to that is, do you think people who are heterosexual, who are not in the state of grace, should receive communion? You know, that's the thing there is, you know, when we look at person who is gay, that is, when we look at, let me put it this way, God made us perfect. And then he allows us to lead a life that gets closer to him, that leads us to heaven. How we lead that life. If I'm heterosexual, but I'm leaving a life of sin, hedonistic life, just because I'm not homosexual, does that guarantee me heaven? Does it, right? So when we look at a person who's homosexual, I leave this with you. One of my teens one time who was outed, and there's, there's something that people should not do, and say, oh, so-and-so is gay. Don't out people, because that's a cross or that's something that they're going through, personally, with either their parents, their family, their friends, or close friends. And this is what that person said in front of a group of friends like you guys or youth group. This person said, why does love have to equal sex? Because when I go to mass and I have my friend, people judge me as I'm a sinner. And yet they see, you know, this boy and this girl, they look cute together, but everyone says how cute they are, but we all know they're not living a life of holiness. Why do I get judged when I'm trying? And so what I'm saying there is, when Pope Francis says, who am I to judge? You know, when we see someone like that, and, and I'm going to confess, today at Mass, I judged someone. I saw someone who was going to make an announcement. I thought, oh, there's this group. They're going to make this announcement. And I judged them. And it wasn't. It was a person who was a musician who was selling CDs. And he was a musician that created CDs for Mother Teresa. I'm like, I judged someone. I prejudged someone. 
And so when we look at someone who's gay, we don't know the cross or we don't know the lifestyle that they're living. But what we're called to do is to love them, right? To love them for who they are and where they are at. So when it says here, do you think being gay is a sin? The answer is no. And as you said, I'm heterosexual. Is being heterosexual married man a sin? The answer is no. But if I go and act on something that is sinful, then it's my action that is sinful, not me, not who I am. God made very many of my friends who are gay beautiful, walking lives of holiness, you know, serving in the church wonderfully. For the longest time, these friends of mine served in a way where they were single and they never said they were gay. It was no one's business. But the thing is, when they did say, yeah, I am gay and I'm living a holy life, that's when we as a community, as the presence of Christ in community, begin to judge. And I think that's where we have to look within ourselves and say, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? Because just seeing someone overtly saying, okay, that person obviously is gay, is judging. And that person could be more holy than I am. That person could be serving, and that person has a friend, and that person could be walking with that friend in holiness. Like, how many of you guys, like, have friends that you're, like, trying to, like, I know we're not supposed to be apostatizing, but you're like, oh, I'm going to bring them closer to Christ. I'm going to invite them to youth group. I mean, how many of you guys brought someone here who's not in youth group, but you brought someone? Like, raise your hand. Like, anyone? Yeah. Like not tonight, but I have before. Yeah, right? So you're, like, trying to do conversions there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, right, we, we bring people because we want to bring them closer. But that's a girl, right? You brought a girl? No. No, okay, you brought a boy. But <laughs> if you did bring a girl, then would you think like people are gonna start talking about this like I'm gay? No, no. I just brought a friend, right? So I think that's what Pope Francis is saying. Who am I to judge? This person went to confession, was forgiven, but he's gay. And I've ran into people before who said, but they're gay. And I remember a person who ran into me and I asked, you know, I, I said, well, if someone came out to you and said it was gay, what would you say to them if they were going to receive communion? And I said, what would you do? And this person said, I would tell them, go to confession first. I said, would you break bread with them? It's like, no, not until they went to confession. I said, what about your straight friend? Do you have that same thing, requirement of your straight friends? And that is that evangelization where you just ask questions. And they said, well, no, I wouldn't then why would we have that standard for other people, right? So I think I went over. I always go over. I'm sorry. But d d is that clear? I mean, do you guys have any questions that part of that conversation? I think you have a question. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to say something. Do you have another question? Because this uh, one is... I do. <laughs> um... Does God truly hear my prayers? And before I s say my thoughts on that, does anyone at the table like to answer? I'll go on this one. All right. Um, I think when we talk about this, it's like 
God truly hearing our prayers, we think a lot of uh, how many of our prayers have been answered. Mm. So, like, when we're thinking about that, uh, answered in an obvious way, like an immediate, almost kind of way. Um, and sometimes, like, you're praying for something because you want something, and, mm. um, and like, you're not always going to immediately get the results that you want from that as as you're asking for it so like god might be hearing your prayers but you're not seeing what you're like asking for immediately so sometimes people think that like god's not hearing your prayers and that's like that's how that ends up yeah Yeah. amen you know i feel like no matter like or how much you do god will always be hearing your prayers um he's all knowing all seeing so in that sense he knows um but us as human beings we 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 want change immediately and so for for the most part people don't believe in in god's work as as your prayers working but he he does listen in his in his own way and he works in his own way and we just need to understand that do you have anything else to add um, I think it's kind of just like how they've been saying, like, God, even, I know a lot of people don't really like hearing this, but how he works in mysterious ways, like, he may very well have given you the means to get out of your own problem, and you just didn't see it, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, when I hear this question, I o- often think of, um, kind of like what you guys mentioned, the timing, just because you okay fun example i used to pray when i was a kid for superpowers don't don't i know superpowers (laughs) (laughs) i like i like airbending okay okay anyway (laughs) i'm a firebender (laughs) but but let's say there's that example or just like you know i want to pass this test or whatever the thing is um what we often associate is hearing my prayer is answering it according to when and how I want it, right? But if I ask my mom and dad for something and they say no, they still heard me. They answered my question. It just wasn't the answer that I wanted. And and that's an important distinction of when we're asking, did God hear me? As a good father as he is, sometimes the answer is no, or just not right now, like we talked about the timing, God's timing. And I think that's of an important distinction when it comes to that um, as well. Um, sometimes it is, is a no. Did, was there anything else you wanted to add? To no, that? I, I agree. You know, I, I prayed a lot for certain things, and God still hasn't given it to me yet. So, so obviously, I'm not ready or prepared for that Mercedes Benz, but still <laughs> praying for it. <laughs> not for materialistic things. Tony, no? No. In God's time, I, I I think when when like when we have a childlike faith, we look at prayers as like um, like a genie, you know, rub that magic bottle, you know, um, I get three wishes and I'm gonna get everything that I want, you know, and, <laughs> and you know, unfortunately, our God is not like that. It's kind of like my mom who would always say, um, "You're not ready for that yet," and I'm like, "But I am." I want it, and she's like, you're not, and you know, the wonderful thing is, 
know, I always connect my parents um, with how God has been so good to me because it was at those times when you least expect it that you get something and you're like, wow, that makes it really, really good. I, I didn't really expect it. And that's how God is when he answers your prayers is when you really least expect it, that's when you receive what that is. And a lot of times, here's my, my thing is I pray for others to receive something instead of me. So, but I think I have to ask this question. Time for one more? Time for one more because this one, one. kind of triggers me because this is something I always get called out to. Oh, no. So, um, so here's the final question, and every, every single one of my teens probably will laugh when they hear this, is am I going to hell? This is this is related to the the what if I start to feel disconnected from God? Very similar. Disconnected. It says, "Am I going to hell? Um, what if God doesn't have a plan for us? And why does God always forgive us?" So, anybody want to take that on? Um, I feel like the the first question is like always answered in like all the classes. The "Am I going to hell?" And then, what's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> he left well, me hanging there. Sorry. Like, <laughs> like, they're always just talking about how you should follow God's rules. He, he leaves like little room for error in his speakings a lot. Sometimes it doesn't seem so little to us, but it's, it's like you follow the sacraments, the commandments, the stuff like that, and then. But for the the other questions, what were they? Um, what if God doesn't have a plan for us? And why does God always forgive us? For the, why does God always forgive us? I feel like that one said a lot too. It's always that God himself is love. He made us for love so we could love him. And wants us to be forgiven as long as we're sorry. So do you guys think that God has a plan for you? Yeah. That one yeah. yeah. He's what is it? <laughs> I don't know yet. That's why. <laughs> that's yeah. We're still, still finding yeah, it out. Still we're still, we're still in out. high school. We're still young. We <laughs> still yeah. got a little bit of time to reveal <laughs> that to us. Like, shoot, I'm over high school. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> but but can I can I question that? For those that maybe didn't catch that you know, they, they mentioned, well, they still have time to figure that out in, in high school uh, because they're still, uh, how old are you? 16. 16, right? Uh, not to sound <laughs> ghoulish at the end here, but we can go any, any day, right? And, and the question comes down to this idea of heaven or hell, and um, we look to our own actions. And, you know, we have the commonality of saying, oh, God's going to send me to hell. It's, it's like, well, no, we have free will, right? Just like that Jesus question at the beginning that I discussed. Uh, Jesus says, this is the Eucharist. Come, be with me. And that's what heaven is, is with God, be with me. But I'm not going to force it, you know? Every day in our Lenten journey, every day of our lives within Lent, outside of the desert, outside of Lent, God's saying, I want you. I want to be with you. You, through our actions, we send ourselves to wherever we go at the final destination, through our actions. But God says, 
You are my children, and I want to be with you. Eat of my flesh, drink of my blood. I, that's so the joke is every single time with my, my teens, um, I ask them, when was the last time you went to confession? And they're like, uh. And my always response to them was, you're all, you're going to hell. <laughs> um, and one of the moms didn't like that. And so I always had to explain <laughs> that whole statement of, um, of why I said, apologize why I said, your kids are going to hell. And the whole explanation of that is that God is ever merciful gave us that sacrament of reconciliation to reconcile ourselves back to God. Um, so when the question is, am I going to hell? My, my answer to that is, I don't know, are you? Because um, <laughs> you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. Right. Um, but the church, and Jesus has given us the sacraments of ways to come to him because God is ever so merciful. Jesus, I trust in you. you know, we seek God's mercy. And we have the sacrament that's so beautiful to reconcile ourselves back. It's kind of like, you know, when our parents um, get upset with us, do they stop loving us? No, of course not. They'll always love us. Even, even when we're jerks, even when we don't do the right things, they still love us. And we reconcile ourselves back to them. Either one, what do we do? If we do something wrong, we apologize. We say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I won't do it again. I'm going to for fixing the car that I crashed. Um, well, I'm taking that personally, um, <laughs> which I did, but we ask forgiveness. And a loving God, a loving Father, a loving God always forgives us when we say, um, you know, we ask forgiveness. So does God has a plan for us? Yes, of course he has a plan for us. He has a plan for your welfare. He has a plan for you to be with him. You know, we, we always say at the end of this podcast, be blessed and be fair. Live a life of holiness. Uh, be blessed and be fair. Our goal is always to what? As, as catechists, as parents, guess what your parents' goal is every single day as godparents? Our goal for you, your youth ministers, your coordinators, our one simple goal is to bring you back home to heaven. That is a parent's sole priority is to bring you back home to God because each and every single one of you is a gift from above. You have blessing. Every single child, every single person here is a blessing from God and we have the opportunity to raise you, teach you and the only thing God asks of us is bring them back to me because I love them so much. So what's God's plan for us? To come home for our welfare, for our good. Is there going to be suffering along the way? Of course, because we make that. But that's not God's plan for us. So when it says, why does God always forgive us? Well, because he's God. And he's like, he's a loving father, right? He forgives us. So um, are, are we going for another two hours? I'm just kidding. <laughs> so Tony, anything? Anything? Um, so prayer. closing prayer, anything that you guys want to add? No, thank no. you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. So thank on you. that note, Tony, um, that is the end of our podcast. And as always, we want to thank St. Catherine of Alexandria for having us. Also, as usual, if you want to follow us on a podcast, go to Disconnected Podcast on YouTube. Follow us on our Instagram at catholic.dad at Tangled as well. 
Um, if you want to subscribe to our channel, it's on YouTube. It's called Disconnected. If you want to send us a comment, complaint, concern, um, you can send that to catholic.dad50 at gmail.com. And as always, we end this podcast by saying, please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. As always, live a life of holiness. Be blessed and be heard. Good night, Tony. I got to make sure I press the right buttons and I don't erase it all. Different points of view and highs and lows, a new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise of different generations of the girls and boys. So sit back and relax, this cat, the podcast, don't overreact. If the thoughts are abstract when it's hosted by Catholic Doc Dad, who knows what's gonna happen? Hey, what's up, fam? Different points of view and highs and lows, a new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. And see if disconnected. What's up, fam? To connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along. Pass back, runaway thoughts like a runaway train. Break into conversation like links of a chain. Make a Hail Mary pass. Hope disconnects. Have a question for a guest? Put it to rest. Live a life of holiness. Lead by example. Follow at Catholic.dead and then he tingled. <laughs> Christ leads our way, he's the good shepherd. Pray for one another, be blessed, and be there. Different points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown with the noise. And see if disconnected. This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest, but not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community, as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.